0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 142 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So, before I start, I want to mention Threads, which is Meta's version of Twitter. X. I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. A few people have been talking in the Facebook group saying they didn't know where to go, what to do. So, we need to do this as a group to help us all get more followers and in turn get more exposure for ourselves. So if we all add hashtag P-S-H pod, P-O-D, to our posts and follow anyone else that has the hashtag P-S-H pod in their uh, posts, we can all grow together. In fact, we can use the same hashtag on Instagram, When you're on Threads or Instagram, do a search for hashtag pshpod. So everyone that's got that tag in a post will be listed. Now, I've checked the tag. It's not used by anyone else for any other thing, so it'll just be for us. So go through the list and follow them. And if someone else follows you, follow them back. If we all do that, the network will get bigger and bigger. The bigger your network is and the more you post the more the threads and Instagram algorithms will promote you to a broader audience. So use the hashtag PSHpod and we'll all grow together. And also in your posts, if you're looking to get new work in your local area, put hashtag and then the name of your town and that'll help you grow as well. Okay, let's take a look at taking sharper and more professional photos. Now, the first thing is, keeping your camera still. This is the key to getting any photo sharp and in focus. Avoid any movement as you depress the shutter button. The slightest change in your position can cause the photo to be just that little bit soft, just slightly out of focus. Shooting handheld with a slow shutter speed can result in a soft photo. Now there is a rule that says that the shutter speed should match the focal length of the lens. So... If you're using a 50mm lens, your shutter speed shouldn't go below one fiftieth of a second. The minimum shutter speed with a 200mm lens should be no less than 1 200th of a second. Now, this rule was from back in the film days, when cameras didn't have lenses and bodies with stabilisation. So, it is possible to use slower shutter speeds, but as a rule of thumb... It will improve your photos if you're having camera shake problems, so give it a try. If you're still having problems, I really do suggest using a tripod or a monopod. A tripod is perfect for shooting static portraits. Landscape photographers use them all the time and to great effect, so there's nothing wrong with using a tripod. A monopod is more often used by sports and wildlife photographers but you could easily use one for shooting portraits if it helps you. While I'm on the subject of portraits, the next thing that will give you more professional photos is focus on an eye. I see so many portraits where the eyes of the subject are not in sharp focus. The focus point is either on their ear, the chin, the body, and sometimes even the background. A photo with the eyes of a subject in sharp focus draws the viewer in. If the eyes are out of focus, the image just, it just doesn't look right. Most newer camera bodies have eye detection and that makes a photographer's life really easy. If your camera doesn't have eye detection, you need to put a single focus point on the subject's eye, generally the eye that's nearest to you. It's best not to use multiple focus points when taking portraits for this very reason. Just a single focus point is needed. Now you can either change the focus point to match the subject's eye or use auto focus lock. Now auto focus lock will allow you to use the center focus point on the nearest eye to you and then you can reframe the scene and take the photo. The eye should still be in focus as long as you don't change your position. Using back button focus will give you the exact same feature. You use the back button, it focuses, and then you can reframe it. So if you focus on the eye, you can just bring the lens down a little so that you fill the frame with the with the person where you want it, and then you use your shutter button and take the picture, and it should be exactly the same. So get your camera manual out and look up exposure lock, focus lock, and back button focus, and uh, you'll be able to... Get the eyes in focus, no problem. Having the subject's eyes in focus is crucial to a good portrait. And also, which is coming next, is depth of field. Knowing how depth of field works is your first step to controlling how you want your photo to look. Depth of field is the distance between the nearest and furthest objects that are in focus. So if you're doing a portrait and you focus on the subject's eye, The depth of field is the distance in front and behind the subject's eye that is in focus. That distance can be controlled by camera, lens, aperture, and the distance you are from the subject. Now, luckily, you don't have to get a pen and paper out. There is an app for that, and it's free, and it's called PhotoPills. I'll put a link in the show notes and another link over at photographysidehustle.com forward slash 142. Now I'll give you a quick example. Your camera is a Canon T7 and the lens is a 50mm. Your aperture is set to 2.8 and you are seven feet away from the subject. The total depth of field is 7.54 inches. 3.6 of those inches are in front of the focus point and 9.4 or four inches behind the focus point. So if you were focusing on the subject's eye, 3.6 inches in front of the eye would be in focus that is all of the face would be in focus unless of course their nose was longer than 3.6 inches now behind the eye everything would be in focus up to 3.94 or 4 inches so behind their ears the image would start to go out of focus which is perfect for a portrait. When you look at a portrait where you can see everything in the background, it it sometimes looks amateurish and more of a snapshot than a portrait. A really nice portrait generally has the background nice and creamy with a little bit of boker if there's some light back there. So spend time learning what you can do with depth of field. Knowing what depth of field to use is crucial to getting everything you need in focus. Okay, next one. Choose the right background. Now, this is something you need to do if you want to make your photos stand out. You need to choose a background that's in contrast to your subject. If they're wearing light colours, put them in front of a darker background and it will give separation. A subject wearing, say, green clothes will blend into a background of green trees and you don't want that, you want them to stand out. Keep your subjects away from the background if you want to use a shallow depth of field and have the background out of focus. The closer they are to the background, even if you're using the shallow depth of field, there's a good chance it'll be in focus also. So pull them away from the background and uh, you'll get better results. This also works well when the background is ugly. You know, it's a snap thing. So You'd say, can I take your portrait? You look around, there's nothing good. I've been there, I've done it. I once took a portrait in front of an old blue and rusty garage door. Now... In its own way it was cool, but it's not what we wanted for this. person wanted a nice headshot for uh, the business. So I had the subject stand about 20 feet away from the garage door and used a really shallow depth of field. Now instead of the garage door in the background, the background was beautiful and blurry, blue and brown colours. The blue for the paint, the brown for the rust. And the subject just popped out on that background. Because it was all blurry, you couldn't tell that it was a garage door. So, think about your backgrounds, and you can control your background using your depth of field. Next one, choose the best time for outdoor shoots. Now, the worst time of day for an outdoor photo session is midday. The sun is at its highest, and the light is really harsh. Consider shooting early in the morning, which most people are not going to book you early morning, or a couple of hours before sunset. The light is so much softer and more flattering for your subjects. And if you have to shoot in the middle of the day, think about getting a flash. Using a flash is going to let you take control of the light. Shooting outdoors in strong sunlight can cause shadows across the subject's face and it can also make people squint. Now, if you use a flash, you can eliminate the shadows and get more professional results. Even if you position the subject under a tree, you're still going to get patchy light. So use a flash and you get a nice even exposure. So take control of the light. Now the last one is learn how to edit. This is a biggie. You need to know how to edit your photos. You hear a lot of photographers say they like to get it perfect in camera. Well, I would take a bet that there isn't one decent professional photographer out there worldwide who doesn't edit their images. If you think top portrait photographers produce stunning photos right out of the camera, I've got some news for you. They edit them until they are perfect. They go way beyond what most people do. Now, it doesn't matter what you shoot, sports, landscapes, real estate, or portraits, you need to maximise every photo that a customer will see. Now, there's lots of free software out there, and if you're willing to pay, which is not a lot of money, I think it's $12 a month, Lightroom and Photoshop have never been easier to use. And with the addition of AI, they can do things we didn't even dream of a year ago, months ago, even. It's incredible what it'll do. So learn how to edit your photos and take a professional approach to your photography. Okay, that's all I've got for this episode. If you need help with anything, you can join the Facebook group. And remember to use the hashtag PSHPOD, PSHPOD. your instagram and threads posts and follow anyone else that's using them right i'll be back next week with more photo stuff i'll talk to you then bye